Mr. Mark Groove in the building, round two. He's back for more. We've got some really mad shit to listen to because things have changed over the last four months, is it? Five months? Yes, mate, yeah, Can't yeah. Can't wait. How you doing, yes, man? Since the last podcast. Yes, mate, yeah, I'm good, thank you, yourself? Not too bad, man, not too bad. Thank you. Marco, what's been going on? Well, uh, since the last podcast, I think we did it in April. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I cut out milk uh, was the first thing. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, obviously, originally, we were just talking about fox hunting, killing foxes and all that shit and all the weird stuff that people do on the back of horses. Yeah, a lot of you wouldn't. And we didn't, I didn't, <laughs> you you didn't, and I didn't think that it was going to turn into what it has, has it? No, no, um, no, no. So... What yes. the hell? Like, what? It's blossom, really. Go from there. Like, what? What the hell? What did you think? Why did it change? What? What's been going on, man? Well, like you know, certain views that I'll still have um, regarding like uh, the culling of animals. Um, you know, we could debate that for hours and hours and hours. Um, but first of all, I'd like to really thank you for having me back. Uh, I'd like to thank you know people who uh, saw. Well, it's not sore, actually. Um, yeah, listen to the podcast. Yeah, good sorry. feedback, man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, so, man, it was hard to listen back to it for myself because I only listened back to it once and it was like, oh, like, you know, there's certain, you know, things you don't expect, you know, for you to Stop being say so hard or... on yourself, Marco. But, um, obviously, with, you know, a slight speech impediment, um, what I've had since a kid, just learning to battle it, you know, I wanted to do this to push myself um, and challenge myself, really. So, you smashed so, yeah. it, man. You smashed yeah, it. So, we go from. Because I remember there, really. at, back at school, you used to be really bad, didn't you? Yeah, Stutter, yeah, every. Yeah, yeah. You had therapy and stuff, didn't you? And oh, yeah, like. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a time where I can remember ever being a fluent uh, speaker at all. Through primary school, I never really. Uh, was conscious of it really, just like it was one of them things. It was, as soon as I hit secondary school, like you know, from what I'm told, I was bad. Uh, but when I hit secondary school, obviously, you know, you're already going through emotions and whatever else, and you know, you want to fit in and rest of it. I mean, but anyone with a speech impediment is frightened to speak out because obviously, well, I still probably you know the same now with kids. Because uh, kids are quite mean, but luckily I never was bullied. Uh, yeah, you, you, were, you was a good you know cool man. You know, everyone you know seemed to get on with everyone and whatever else. So it was happy days. So I was quite lucky in that respect. Um, but what seems to happen because you don't want to put your hand up and you don't want to speak, um, you kind of feel like you've a dumb one. But really, you just don't want to speak because if you put your hand up and the teacher comes to you, and you go, uh, you put on the spot. And for anyone who doesn't have one, it's like you can be speaking and all of a sudden a brick wall will come up and you just can't talk, you can't do anything, you're just in that moment frozen. Um, and the more you try and speak, the worse it gets and you just dig your own grave. And, and at school, it's hard enough to talk in front of people anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. The, the impediment. Yeah, the one thing what always kind of uh, comes out, because I used to go to the teachers uh, and say, listen... When you read the register out, uh, like, can you like look at me and I'll try and wink or smile or do something? If I can't speak, don't then look up and go, Mark, Mark, where's Mark? Because if I can't speak, it's it's you know horrible. 
Well, most of the teachers back then thought to combat it was to just pin, pinpoint you out and try and get confidence out of you, but it doesn't. It just puts you in more and more of an hole. Mm. I remember reading out in class. I mean, that was always uh, a tough one, really. But I remember, you know, the one teacher, and um, I'd said to her about it, and she said, oh, no, no, you know, if I pick on you, I'll pick on you. So I thought, oh, all right then. And she picked on me straight away, knowing I'd said, please don't pick me. You're joking. No, 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 no. It was an older, you know, teacher and whatever else. And I remember the first sentence. See, with different people, there's different triggers. So, like, certain words, if a word has, like, ST in it, I'm, I'm going... Uh, uh, so I'll think ahead. If a word has that in it, I'll... Um, Trying to avoid it, yeah. So, so I'm always thinking ahead. Uh, and my first line was this, and I thought, oh no. So I just went, and then I just remember losing a bit of myself in that lesson, in just embarrassment, sheer fear, really. Like I remember my hands went clammy, me dropping my mouth dried up, and I thought, I can't believe you've done this. No one really batted an eye because everyone knew what the crack was anyway. But at that moment, I thought. Oh, I can't do this no more. And if there's any speaking exercises or whatever else, it was like sheer panic. But as I've got older, I've learned to embrace it, really. Hey, just go back. What, what's go that on. teacher doing? Making you do it? Like, she needs darts chucked at her? Like, what's yeah, I think that's how they used to combat it. I think it was just what? like one of them. Like, obviously, you know, she'd probably have passed over to the other side now. I mean, she was an older teacher back then. But I yeah. think it was just like... Sorry, Karen, you was getting older. Yeah, and I think, you know, as I got older, and, and, and to be honest, going through college and stuff, I kind of, like, embraced it and took no notice. And if I couldn't get my words out, I'd laugh about it and say, oh, all right, and then just relax. I think that's the main thing, just relax and stop worrying what people think. Because mm. you get to an age where it don't matter anyway, because people ain't looking at you or, or um, you know, everyone's in their own lane. So you just take the notice. I mean, like, you know, the job I'm at now, like, you know, for seven years, uh, I was doing, like, answering the phones because I work in security. Like, uh, like I was um, obviously the controller. So people would, uh, different companies would ring up, serve as an alarm going off. I had all the guards, and I would be, I'd say, 30, 40 guards per night ringing me every hour to say they're okay. Yeah, there was times when I thought, oh, and there was a few blanks and a few things, but to be honest, with signal being bad as well, it didn't really matter because <laughs> half the time signal. you'd just blame the signal, you know what I mean? I bet half the guards thought I was in air age shelter or something. <laughs> <laughs> but now you just take the notice um, and just embrace it. And there's a lot of people who've worked with for many years say, well, I didn't even realise you had one. Mm. It, it, but, but The it's... difference now is mad to what it was. But not, 100%. Not that, not that, 100%. Like, when, when you knew you, like, after... After a week or two, or I suppose you don't you, really you, see you, that. Yeah, you it's just, just normal. Then you don't. You know, it's, it's not normal. like every time you spoke, it was like. You know I mean, it was just that's just what it is, and that, yeah, that exactly. I mean, as you get older, I mean, I take the notice now. Like, um, if I can't get words out, I'll pause, laugh, um, and you know, get on with it. Really. Mm. So, so that's you know the first. It's, uh, it's definitely like ninety percent better, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the thing is not beat yourself up because it's so. Many times, especially younger, where I'd be at home and I'd thinking, why can't I just speak? It's so basic. 
of, of things to do, like seeing, hearing, speaking should be easy, shouldn't be hard, but then meeting people with it and whatever else. The first five seconds of being around someone, I know like they're a sufferer as well, so I laugh and say, look, Ray, nothing, yeah. you know what I mean, be yourself, because, and, and obviously there's like been programmes on it now, there's been that lad, I think he was educating Yorkshire or something, there's that uh, Muslim lad who suffered, didn't he, and he had uh, headphones, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Um, and there's people on TikTok and whatever else, and uh, and they've really got bad ones, but, Everyone's got their own battles in life, don't matter if you can't speak very well or whatever else. Some people are deaf, some people are blind. Everyone you, suffers from their own things, don't you? You've been dealt some shit cards, haven't you, man? Well, it's like, you know, like you've had... you know, I've had you know a bit of a rough time, not as bad as other people. You know, I don't want people to listen and think, bloody hell, I feel sorry for him. I don't want no one's sympathy. Yeah, you I just have, man, you have. You've, you've, you know, but the, I want to... The speech is nothing, is it, compared to what you went through before you had... Yeah, exactly. Crohn's. Yeah, um, um yeah, it's been uh, Crohn's colitis. I've had a total colectomy, which is taken out the large bowel. I had uh, cataracts when I was a kid as well. I had uh, eye surgery. Um, I'm pretty much blind in one eye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like, you know, earlier operations. Well, like, I mean, to be fair, you know, the trouble really started around, like, the Crohn's and colitis. Well, just before that, I had something called a polyoidal sinus where hair grows out and grows back in and it turns into an abscess. Oh, class. But I couldn't have it on my leg. I couldn't have it on my arm. I couldn't have it on my back. Now, it's right in the centre of me... Uh, well, it was just a bit further up than me... Uh, well, you know... Arse. Yeah, arse, basically. Yeah. Um, and it was right in between the two cheeks. So you can imagine an abscess growing like a duck egg. That's the size it got. Yeah. And then, it obviously, the pressure. But when it went... Like, I don't want to be too graphic, really, but, you know, there's a lot of times I had to wear panty liners, women's panty liners, because when it went, there'd be that much fluid what come out of it, but it obviously the smell of it. Like, I, I, I don't want to be too graphic, but, like, like you know what I mean? It was abscess, it? Yeah. an abscess, so it was like a fishy, tangy smell. So, obviously, I was always worried about if it went, I'd be in a public place, you know what I mean? Like, well, then I was at college, really. So it was like, Jesus Christ, but I told everyone anyway. I said, look, I've got this abscess. If it goes, it goes. I'll have to go home. <laughs> you know, really simple as that. So obviously that was like the first initial thing. It wasn't until after when I had the Crohn's and Cloyters, but obviously I'm jumping, but I'll come back. They did say uh, there's a good uh, indication from Crohn's and Cloyters. If someone suffers from polyodosinus, well, one of the reasons is just being airy, and, you know, which I am, but the other can be linked to Crohn's and colitis, so it was like an indication. But jumping back, that was like when I was 16. When I was 17, um, it's quite a scary moment, really, because I was fine, and all of a sudden, I started passing blood. Not just like a bit when I went to the toilet. This was like dripping. And I'd look in the toilet, and it was just like full of blood. Well, obviously, blood in water goes a long way, doesn't it? Mm. But it was like dripping, and I'm like, hmm, and... Um, I went, you know, I was never a, you know, a skinny child, but I was losing weight rapidly. Mm. So, with a family history, because my dad had bowel cancer, um, I saved him. Um, my uncle died from bowel cancer. My nan died from bowel cancer. Uh, that was like in the sixties. My dad was only two when his mom passed away, but it, we just knew it was cancer. But. I think back in those days, no one wanted to talk about cancer. It was a secret word, which was stupid. 
but no one wanted to talk about it. It was like, oh, cancer, cancer. You know what I mean? Just people hearing it. People would thought you'd get cancer just hearing it. So it wasn't until my dad, I think he was 29 or 30, um, and his uh, bowel had slaved. That's how they realised he had bowel cancer. Then uh, my uh, uncle died, I think he was 49, uh, from bowel cancer. Uh, but me, me dad and my uncle had fell out. Uh, it wasn't until the last uh, part of his life they got back and he did say to me dad when my dad had told him what he'd, he'd you know, got on with him. And he said, uh, oh, you had bowel cancer, Andy? Like, you know, asked me dad. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, I'm passing bloods. My dad said, just go. But my uncle Dave didn't want to go to hospital. He didn't believe in hospitals. He was always all right. Yeah. And then when he went, it was too late. He had bowel cancer. So they cut that cancer out of him, the, the tumour and whatever else. And he was okay for about 18 months. When he went back for a checkup, it spread to his liver everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so seeing that, our first hand saw a man who was uh, quite a big man, not fat, quite, quite you know, quite a, quite a stocky man really. Seeing him de- um, kind of degrade over, I don't know, six month period, dropping down to a skeleton, seeing him basically end of life. Mm. So that was like an eye-opener thinking, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? It's serious what this is. So obviously, jumping back to that was when uh, Yingy died when and I was 11. So so then losing weight, uh, bleeding from me, you know, me back end, it was like, Jesus. So I said to my mum, look, something ain't right. So I went to the doctors. Obviously, it's a family doctor. We've seen him for years and years and years. He said, well, because of your dad's and my family you know, history. I don't think they kind of knew what the gene was back then because I suffer from a gene called SMAD4. Uh, it's um, it's a um, mutation of the gene. It's slightly wrung. Mm. So obviously what happens then if it's slightly wrung, there's another thing that comes off that and, you, you know, you have to bear with me because it's a mouthful. It's juvenile... Uh, polyosis syndrome. Bloody hell, that was a, a, a mouthful. So, <laughs> someone who stammers. You'd, you'd ever be able to say that? No, 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 no. Um, yeah. And um, um, that's basically what I've got. So, one of them polyps, um, before the operation, what removed uh, the large bowel. Basically, any of the polyps, I think it has to be five polyps to be uh, classed as this. Uh, polyoidal, no, sorry, that was the abscess. Juvenile, um, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I've just said, but anyway, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'll cut it down to uh, JPS. Um, I think you've got to have over five to be classed as that, but with the uh, gene of the SMAD4 mutation, um, it's basically, I think then it gets you in the realms of 60% chance of bowel, um, of bowel cancer or cancer of the pancreas. Yeah. But obviously, um, you know, I'm jumping way ahead of myself. So uh, I went to the doctors anyway. He referred me. I went and saw a specialist at Russell's Hall. From there, I was just giving blood tests, couldn't find nothing. I was just being passed around for probably 12 months, 14 months, Consultant to consultant to consultant, and I remember seeing this one consultant said, "We, you know, we've got to send you for a for a blood test." I said, "Oh, what's it for?" And he said, "I, you know, he ripped the form, um, gave me the tube. I looked down, and it said um, for uh, basically he was checking me for AIDS or HIV. 
And I thought, oh, right, well, okay. And he asked me, is it, you know, have I ever, um, you know, have I ever been out of the country? Like, you know, to Africa or anything like that? And I said, well, I've never really left Wordsley. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in Starbridge, where I'm from. So, so anyway, I had the test, obviously come back fine. And he just said to me, he said, look, Mark, we don't know what's the matter with you. And I said, well, can I have a colonoscopy? You know, the procedure where, you know, they put the camera up your back passage. And they said, Mark, he said, you know, you had one and it was clear. And I said, I've never had one. And they said, no, no, you, you know, we've got it here. Well, he turns out they had my brother's results from his colonoscopy and got us mixed up. So for, what, 14 months, time was wasted... Me losing blood. Um, at the time, I was anemic. I was on iron tablets because I'd lost so much blood um, and I was like a yellowy, grey colour. Uh, on iron pills, I couldn't really hold any weight on me. I dropped to about uh, nine stone, five, something like that, from being like 12 stone. What age was this? This was when I was uh, 17 at this point. No so way. 17. And then, obviously, with the family history and whatever else, I'm thinking, oh... I hope it ain't nothing more serious. Anyway, then they uh, give me a colonoscopy, which is a rough thing. I don't know if you know much about colonoscopies. I can imagine. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not the best. You know, the procedure itself, you've got to drink this um, prep the night before to clear you out. It's it's, it's not like any uh, laxative on the face of the earth. Like, you drink it, and it's not nice, you know, the stuff you've got to drink. You've got to drink two litres of it. You've got to drink one litre first, then I think, um, like, and split it up into, like, uh, quarters, What you know, like, you know, uh, 250 mil. Then have like like split it up like in fifteen minute intervals. Yeah. And the first time I took it, it, I like it was making me throw up while I'm drinking it. It's it you know it's ungodly. It's not so bad now. I'm used to it. And I've slightly changed the flavour. It was rough. But anyway, and then obviously the day after, because uh, you can't eat for pretty much a day, and you go in and then um, they perform this you know the procedure of putting the camera up. Um, well, obviously, when they did the colonoscopy, um, the whole large colon was full of polyps, and um, they found out I had Crohn's and colitis uh, from that on. And, and it was, um, a, uh, I believe, a consultant was Dr. Ishak. You know, a lovely bloke, but it was too f- uh, much for him to handle, if that makes sense. Mm. So he... You know, so he said to me, once I'd had the test, and this is a few months later, and I was on different medication to control the Crohn's and colitis, um, which Crohn's and colitis, from what I believe, in layman's terms, because I'm not medical whatsoever or whatever else, but apparently you can have it from your mouth uh, to your anus, and it's basically, from what I know, it's your body will fight itself and become sores in the body. Uh, colitis is very similar I don't know how they differ, but I, unfortunately, I've got both of them. I couldn't just have the one, Crohn's or colitis. It's Crohn's and colitis. On top of everything. Yeah, so, so I was on mad medication, um, balzalazoid. I think I was on like six of them um, a day as a cyphrin. Then there was um, like another one. I can't remember what it was called. So there's a hell of a lot of medication. And after trying to control it, they controlled it. You know, I was putting weight on, but I was still passing blood. Because uh, of the obviously that was the Crohn's and colitis making sores, and obviously the blood was running from the sores from basically from out of me. 
Um, so they said to me, look, Mark, there's not a lot we can do really with this. He said, the polyps, we could take them out, but there's so many. I said, well, how many? And he said, well, it's like a uh, field with poppies in. There's that many. We could take as much as we can out, but the risk is if we if we don't see one or one doesn't come through the wall as such, but as cancerous, then we're in big trouble. So at that, uh, all the genetics uh, that I took from the blood from my dad, uh, I had blood tests, my brother had blood tests, and uh, he found out that there was that uh, problem with a SMAD4 gene. And the chances of having all three of them is... is oh, it's mad. Like, I, I don't even know, but it would be in, like, the millions, probably multi-millions, probably if not a billion, to have that as well as this, you know, all... I remember in... you saying uh, it was, there's only, like, ten people in the world. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Well, I'll get back to that. Like, you know, like, like me personally, I think I'm, like, the very rare case. Um, there's people like me, but not with the family history, Crohn's and colitis, like the family history. So I'm probably maybe one of a handful. Yeah. Uh, but, but I will get back to that. So they said to me, look, Mark, I'm like, what? By this time, I'm about 18. Mm, yeah, it would be near enough 19, I'd say. And they said, we can't do anything other than give you a colostomy bag. Well, being that age... I was like, no chance. And yeah. he was like, well, you got no choice. And I said, well, I need a second opinion then. I don't know where I got the courage just to say, that ain't happening to me. Now looking back, if it's going to save me life, I'd have one on my head. But obviously when you're like 19, you're thinking about, I don't know, mm. you know, meeting somebody, a partner, having kids. You don't really want to be thinking about having a colostomy bag. Nothing wrong with them. But at the time, I had this bad vision Mm. Of like a, I don't know, like a bin liner strapped to me or something. Yeah. But it's not that at all. Um, and I said, look, I'm not having it. I want a second opinion. He said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll send you to the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham. And uh, where I was under, until quite recently, uh, a Professor Morton. And he didn't cope much, which, which, you know, which I like. And he said, look, Mark, with what's going on, your family history and that, you know, you've, you know, you you've got a couple of choices on the table. Mm. He said, you either have a colostomy bag and you ain't got Crohn's and colitis anymore um, and you're pretty much free. Then all your colon's removed. You ain't got no real cancer risk as such, mm. but you've got a colostomy bag. Or you can have something called a pouch where they use the good bits of the bowel what isn't affected, make a pouch and kind of like run it from like a little, little part of your large colon and then it will connect to your small colon and then to your anus. But he said, look, that's not, you know, a lot of times that fails on the operating table. I was like, all right. And I said, what's Jesus. the other thing? He said, well, it's rare. He said, uh, not many people in this country um, kind of have it. I've only done it not very much, you know what I mean? Apparently yep. the, the procedure is a Scandinavian procedure. Well, they'll remove a large bowel completely, well, the large colon, should I say, mm. then connect, like, I don't know, um, you know, much of the, I don't know much of the anatomy from thinking, but I know that I ain't got a large bowel. But, like, you know, connect it up, uh, I don't know, probably from me, part of my intestine, what's still there, miss out the large colon, connect that to the small colon, and then to the anus, so it misses a large 
uh, colon completely out. And I said, what's the chances? I, I can't be exact, but I think it was like a 40% pass rate or 45% pass rate. And I said, what happens if he fails? He said, well, you know, you could bleed to death. You could, uh, you know, have a transfusion or or what like. And I thought, Jesus Christ. I said, but well, that's worst case scenario. He said, yes, worst case. I said, what is if it went well, ish, but it failed? He said, you'd just wake up and you'd have a, um, a you know, you'd have a bag. Mm. I said, uh, well, that's better odds than just having one in my head at the time. I thought, well, take that one. So I then had to keep taking tablets to keep, the uh, Crohn's and Clytus at bay uh, until they did the procedure. So at the minute, it's lying dormant in my body, but where it affects, I haven't got any more. So I'm not treated for Crohn's and Clytus at the minute. So I'm on no tablets for that. Because um, obviously they remove a large colon. But uh, I didn't quite like get into me at how bad the operation would be uh, really at the time. I just being young, you think oh, I'll, I'll be knocking around in you know no time. Mm. Well, you know the night before I had my procedure, I went in and they had to shave me and you know shave all me you know you know my belly and all my groin and mm-hmm. you know around uh, <laughs> you know the private areas. And um, and yeah, I was in and I was having a procedure. I woke up. I think the procedure was about fourteen and a half hours. I think. Like oh, it was a hell of yeah. a you know procedure, uh, from from what I can remember. Obviously, I was out, but my mum said uh, she was getting worried after about six seven hours, not hearing nothing. Yeah, you know it was a rough uh, rough old thing because I had keel, so they did uh, five uh, small ones. That was like one in like my belly button, um, and like almost like like a box shape around my belly button, and they had like a seven inch uh, cut. Um, in my groin area to remove it from. So it was all keel. Yeah, like, you know, so I went under. When I was coming round, like, I remember, like, hearing laughter. And, like, you know, the first thing I did was put my hand down to where the bag would be, mm. like, in the gown. And I felt, and I never felt a bag. I thought, it's, oh, happy days, it's worked here. Yeah. What, it must have been the drugs, but I woke up with, like, you know, uh, <laughs> well... I should have said I was pitching a tent. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, for some reason the drugs must have, uh, you know, made some of it hard. But what, because I had a tube up there as well, because uh, thing where I didn't realise at the time, and like, I thought, bloody hell, you know, I must have grown with, <laughs> with a procedure, but actually it was just, uh, you know, more of a, because, uh, you know, it'd be the capital wire. Yeah. <laughs> tube also. Anyway, so I went and uh, I slept most of the day uh, from then on. I remember waking up in the morning and two nurses come. I mean, I was rough. I mean, I had one tube up my back passage. I had one tube, obviously, the catheter. And I think I had one tube down my throat at one point. Yeah. So, obviously, anything, what was coming out of me, like any blood or anything, has got to drain away. Yeah. Well, two nurses come. You know, I'm not thinking, but, you know, I'd gone from being quite fit, uh, going to the gym and whatever else, um... Because at that time, the Crohn's had, you know, subsided. I put weight on and whatever else. Um, and going from being fit uh, to being like an old man, I literally couldn't lift my arms up even. It would like, really took it out of me. And they said, uh, Mark, we've come to get you out of bed. I said, I again out of bed. I 
can't. She said, nah, nah, you've got no choice. You've you got to get up. Well, obviously, I didn't understand. I didn't want any fluid on my lungs. Yeah. So to get me up keeps me moving. Well, at the time, I was in horrific pain. I was on morphine drip and like a button where you press, you know what I mean, to get the morphine in because it was horrendous pain. And I couldn't like lift my body up because it cuts into like me, like where my abs would be and whatever else. So I was literally hunched over like a little old bloke and, and they sat me on this uh, chair. I, I said, look, I, I can't think. She said, we're going to wash you. I said, listen, get me back on my bed and I'll just get past me on flannel and I'll have a flick over. No, 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 you know, we've got to do it. Well, obviously, I'm angry, I'm upset, yeah. I'm in pain. So I said not very nice words to him. Well, because I was, you know, giving him a bit of grief, they put me on the bed, but they left me on my stomach because I was giving him grief. They just walked off and left me on my stomach, having had procedure, and just left me. So I was like things. So then I was just kicking off even more, shouting and whatever else from what I could. Yeah, but you, then, you want drugs as well? Well, yeah, exactly. And a nurse come in and said, what's the matter? I said, look, I shouldn't have said what I've said, but... You know what I mean? And they put me back on my back and whatever else. they just left you there to punish you, man? Yeah, yeah, just right up, just left me. Well, uh, well, like, in the ward, it was like, um, like was, uh, the ward I was in was only, like, four beds. I remember an old bloke, you know, uh, in front of me. Must have been about 80. Well, um, like, while it was going on, he just kept tutting and kept tutting. Well, obviously, he's 80, and I, you know what I mean? I'm, like, thinking... <laughs> And, you know, I just remember looking over to him and just, you know, giving it to him as well. I shouldn't have, but you know what I mean? I thought, he'd turn his bed and um, whatever else. And then, um, yeah, it was rough. I mean, I was in there for a week and uh, couldn't eat nothing. Obviously, I was on a drip. Um, I think third day, and I mean, there was some dark times. Like, I bet, man. Like, you know, when you can't get out of bed, time just goes so slow. And uh, in the hospital now, I don't know if I've still got them anymore, but there's prepaid televisions, what used to pull from, like, like you know, every bed had one. It was like a TV, what was on, like, a like a big, like, arm, what swings round. But it was, like, prepaid cards. And I think for, like, I don't know, like, 48 hours. But it wasn't 48 hours watching it off the card. It was 48 hours as the clock goes. So if you didn't watch it, the time would run out anyway. I think it was something mad, like 48 hours, like 14 quid. Well, I said to him, Mom, I said, Mom, you know, don't get it, me. You know, don't worry about it. Spending that money, don't worry about it. I said, no, no, it'll keep you going if you're having a bit of a rough time. Lease someone. Literally, it was like four channels. And it was just reruns of, like, you know, Emmerdale and EastEnders, so, oh, it, was, so it was horrendous anyway. Don't say <laughs> <downside> the bill. <laughs> well, yeah, the bill, all sorts. Oh. And uh, there's a few times I had to uh, go into the toilet when I could physically get up. I was about the third day in. I took morphine off me and just give me painkillers. There's a few times I had to go into uh, the toilet and I'll give myself a prep talk and say, come on, you moron, because your head starts to go. Because you're in a bed, you're in terrible pain. Like, I looked in the mirror and didn't see me. That's weird. Like, you look in the mirror and it didn't look like me. I had no air. I was grey. And I was like, oh, and I had to have a few prep, you know, pep talks for myself. And it was about the fourth day they come round and said, Mark said, you know, you're doing well. You know, I'll start having stuff to eat. So I said, okay, I'll start eating. So I started eating their meals. I wasn't passing nothing while I'm going to the toilet. And they kept giving it me and giving it me until my mum and dad and, you know, my brother, um, and uh, Glenn, my mate, like, you know, he come and visited me, and uh, I, th- I think it was that time. 
and all of a sudden, poof, I was just throwing up. What had happened, my, my bowel was still in shock from the operation and he hadn't kicked back in. Oh. So literally I was like, you know, a grow bag. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was going down, rotting in my stomach. Yeah, And just gradually going fit by a bit. What was coming up, uh, you know, I don't want to be too graphic, but it should have passed down the other end and I'm throwing it up. So, so you know what I mean? So it's, you know, faeces, isn't it? Pretty much. But, but coming back up. So obviously I said, look, you're going to have to go, uh, you know, to my mum and dad. Uh, whatever else, I was horrendous. Um, Did they not know that? that well, this... well, they presumed, I think. So first they've left you on your, your front and then they've not... Oh, yeah, it was... God, well, well, nothing against, you know, the Queen Elizabeth Hospital because what they've done is amazing. But the two nurses, they just thought, well, we ain't listening to this. We ain't, we ain't paid enough. You, you know, I feel bad for doing it. But at the time... You, you know your head's on a yeah, different it's, planet. It's easy to say, isn't it, when you ain't just been through fourteen and a half hours. Of, yeah, it's of yeah, what it's, you it's you know it's rough. So, um, so so basically, what they had to do was put a tube up my nose, back down the back of my throat to try and get it like a bit further down, to try and siphon some of this what was coming up out. Well. You know, you have a nurse come in. I've never had nothing up my nose like when I've been, <laughs> you know, awake. Put it that way. And this tube was like full of like uh, would be like you know a lubrication gel or whatever else. And I can smell it now. Just talking about it. And she said, you know, don't fight against me. And put this tube up my nose, down the back of my throat. And all I was doing was just wrenching and wrenching and wrenching. All of a sudden, I can't remember nothing else. Um, my body must have thought enough's enough. Of what it what it'd been through, I must have just gone pop, and uh, I remember waking up, swallowing this tube was in the back of my throat, going, oh, "I can't breathe." Yeah. And I was panic stationed, so I was trying to pull it out. The nurse saw and said, "No, no, don't pull it out." And I said, "Look, I said you either take it out now or I'm ripping it out. I can't handle it." She was like, "Hang on a minute, hang on." It looked, and to be honest, I must have uh, was sick that much. Yeah. Nothing really was softening out anyway. Yeah. And I said, "Look, in a couple of hours' time, this was now like three o'clock in the morning." Yeah. I said, "Look, if." If you're you know sick again, we're doing it all over again. There's no ifs or buts, you have any. Yeah. So that was a bit of a rough night. But um, <sighs> I mean, what kind of helped? Say helped, but from for me to put things in perspective, because at that point, like the curtain would go round, and was obviously checking the back passage was still open. So everyone who was a doctor, well, I hope it was a doctor, would come <laughs> put the curtain round. Gel the old finger up while in the back passage, and it come like common practice where I knew when the curtain shuts, it's like, oh, here we go, brace yourself, um, oh, you know, whatever else. So it was a rough old time, but what kind of put things in perspective? Because that time, obviously, we were still in Afghanistan and Iraq. Well, QE was the uh, hospital all the injured soldiers were good to, it was a military uh, hospital, and the soldier just come in, he lost both his legs. And something had happened, and he uh, must have had, um, um, like, you know, a bag. He, he must have had a uh, colostomy bag. Well, he come in, and uh, he, he must put a brave face on, but he lost both his legs. Mm. It wasn't straight away, he'd just been put on the wing, like, he was all bandaged up, and he's knocking around in a wheelchair, and he was so beat. And, uh, and I thought, if he can lose both his legs and have a colostomy bag, I can't. Yeah. Be licking my wounds. There's always someone worse than you. At the time, you don't think of it. But I looked at him and I thought, "Mate, he's a 
troop of legendies. I kind of picked me up. The other one was, uh, you know, was a bloke. Um, you know, he's passed away now, uh, unfortunately, his uh, daughter told me. But his name was Patrick, and, um, you know, he was a bloke in his 60s. And, you know, he had similar, but he had a colostomy bag. And other things, you know, going on. And he was in a rough part, you know, of what he was going through. But he come over when I was at my worst and my lowest. Not, I wouldn't say depressed. It's not depression. You just feel like your head's mangled. You're on all sorts of medication. You're looking, you're in pain. It's like, whoa. Obviously, you're not around your loved ones or anything. Just want to have so a walk it's like, outside, man. Jesus Christ, I couldn't go anywhere. So he come and sat on my bed. So when, like, there's a few times I was sick and whatever else, obviously things I'm starting to kick back in and whatever else. And he'd come on the, you know, the edge of a bed and talk to me. And sometimes it needs someone not to be in your family to show you that compassion. Mm. Like, he'd just talk to me for hours and hours and talk about things I was doing, paint decorating then. So he'd come and talk about different things. He worked in a mine. He'd tell him about the different things a mine and being hot down there. He used to wear silk ladies' knickers and stuff like that just to make me laugh. Mm. So... So yeah, so um, yes, yeah, so basically that was that operation. And uh, when I was just uh, when they'd give me my discharge papers and whatever else, they said, "Look, you can't do any lifting. You can't do anything really for a whole year." And I mm. said, "Why?" He said, "Well, because the join in your um, the, you know the joints in your body we've had to make without when taking a large colon out. If if you rupture them, then you bleed to death." Mm. Because there's no way we you could get somewhere, open you up, and save you in that time. If if that ruptures, yeah. it's game over. So I was literally confined to the house, and you know, knocking about and whatever else around my mate's house somewhere. But I couldn't do any lifting or anything like that. But what I set myself, obviously, in there I was on morphine, da 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 da, da and they give me loads of tablets to come out with. I think, um, what's that strong, um, is it Tramadol? Tramadol. Mm. Give me Tramadol, a really strong painkiller and whatever else. And in my head, I thought, if I can go out with one day when I'm out, if I can go one day without it, then I'll go two days and three days. Not thinking I'm an hard case, but in my head, I had to get control of something because mm. it was obviously a whirlwind fat week. I couldn't do nothing for myself, really. Um, so from, from the minute I left, I didn't touch a painkiller. From then until now, from from my stomach, in my head, I had to gain control. It was rough the first day. I was in bad pain, but I thought, now I've got to, because these tablets, you ever taking it off and whatever else, we tell no good to keep having. No. So I thought, in my head, if I could just go one day without it, I'll, I'll go two and two come and three come and four come. Then I slowly started eating. Um, I'd be frightened to eat again, man. Uh, but but to be fair, man. after I was being sick, I remember being in the hospital, and, and my mum had got me a pack of quavers. My bowl had kicked back in then. It was like a mint sauce kind of a texture and look, and uh, just quavers. And I remember looking at the quavers, and it was like someone had like give me poison in your head when you've gone through that rough time. Oh yeah, man. And being sick and going through that thing, bad quavers, it just brought me back and I was going, I don't think I can eat these. No, it come to a point man. where like you'd put it to my mouth and like it'd be like panic. I'd be like, oh, I can't eat these. I was like, no, nah, I have some. Obviously she's worried. And I'm what, going, what, what nah, Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where the quavers come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I think that was like the first initial thing when they did bring me stuff around and 
hospital food ain't the best at any means. It's cold and whatever else. So I was like, Jesus Where's Christ. the soup? <laughs> well, yeah, 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 exactly. It was, I, think, I think the first meal was like... Someone's got to get you some tomato soup. Come on. I, I can't remember what I had. I think it was like a... Like a... <laughs> Sirloin steak. <laughs> no, I think it was something like... Uh, That's grim, man. Shepherd's pie or something. But it was yeah, just rude, so I just ate the ice cream. It was like a little tub of ice cream. Mm. And uh, I think I understand that. But, uh, but yeah, so having the operation... Oh, that was something else they said. They, they come around before I was uh, I was allowed to go home. I said, uh, Mark, he said, you won't put weight on now. He said, you'll never put weight on. You won't ever pass a solid again. You'll be, uh, you know, water. You'll, you'll be passing. Uh, these are the stories that Whatever bring you else. back down to earth, yeah. Yeah, it's I been, mean, this, this is the double story. I think. Okay, yeah, no. I mean, you know, it's like uh, it, it, it's mad to think. At the moment, I don't think I would say grieved for it, but in my head, I haven't got my head around it. Mm. If that makes sense, mm. I don't think I ever will. No. Um, it's somewhat what kind of like I've done. It's happened, but I don't think I've kind of let it play out. Mm. I ain't surprised. That's traumatic, man. You know, it's uh, rough. It's rough. Right, after after everything that you had as well, you say with the eyesight, you had the the air problem, you had that other thing you mentioned. I've got the name of it. Then you had the Crohn's yeah, colitis, the and then yeah, yeah. oh man. Um. So, man, that's a like, and to, to say you're walking around and doing what you're doing and working and active, and you've been in the gym lately. Yeah, so yeah. You know I mean, yeah, like I said, like um, I mean, some from the medication I was on. In me, right um, nipple. Uh, what, what, what's that thing? I always forget what it's gynecomastia. called. Gynecomastia. Yeah, so gynecomastia. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was quite, uh, you know, quite large, really. Yeah. And I went to see a specialist and said, look, we can take it out, but it could come back. Oh, it's pointless taking it out, and I'm not going through another procedure. I ain't interested. It's sort of touching, like, you know, if me, if me kids... I don't know, jumped on me I've or whatever it, else. Yeah, I've had it. It's horrible. Yeah. As soon as he's touched, I could have gone through the roof. You know what I mean? I'd say, ah, oh, me going to come It was like a running joke in the house. Oh, you know, don't touch your dad's no, going no, to I, I, had, I had the same for years. Oh, it's, it's horrible. I, I flew to Poland and had him chopped out. Oh, um, got you, got you. And I, f- I felt sorry for myself then. I was in a, they, put, they put me in a room with no Wi-Fi oh, for rough. 36 hours with Polish TV. <laughs> And I was just listening to Polish rap music, and I was on a drip. And uh, but when I com- that was for me was the worst two days of my life. But yeah, when true. I compare that to your story, that's just yeah, like a, well, like, that's you just know, a drop like, in you know, the ocean. Everyone, isn't it? you know, I mean, things were all different. It may, was that, you know what I mean? There's certain <sighs> things, you know what I mean? Mate, you would have been begging for a two days in a Polish which, uh, hospital, which was mad because when I had like an hernia surgery years later, when I had hernia surgery, that in my head. From what I can remember, because I don't think the body really remembers pain as such, unless you're going through it at the time. You mm. kind of like block it out. Mm. When I had the hernia, uh, you know, me groin, that was rough. I mean, mm. that was probably, if not, I wouldn't say worse operation, because it wasn't. It was major surgery I'd done with the total clips in me, but it was as limiting, because I cut like seven inches into me other groin. So, so like, so, so, so both sides of me groin. Um, I've got like lines now of scars uh, each side. One was the from the hernia and one from where they remove a large bowel. But it's created a weakness. Where they took the large bowel away, 
uh, with a large colon, should I say, when they took it away, it's caused weakness now. And obviously, I'll come back to going to the gym and whatever else. I think, that's now. I, yeah, I think I've ruptured that side now. So it's going to be another surgery to, to, well, to fix that. <laughs> uh, but going back to the gynecomastia, like I did for was well from from the medication. So probably I don't know, bloody hell. Uh, well, I'm 32 now, so when I was like 19, I had gynecomastia. Um, literally a couple of months dr- not drinking milk went on to like oat milk or soya milk. The gynecomastia is gone. So 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 well, so one in back, man, take it back. So take it back to obviously. So yeah, just to finish off that story, that's grim. It's one of the worst yeah, stories yeah. I've ever heard, man. And <laughs> thank fuck you're okay and still dealing with it and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. after the first podcast. Um, I think I'm at the very end of it. Yeah, you sent me a challenge, didn't you? Yeah, I said, okay, let's, you, you just said, okay, I'll give it a try. And you didn't ever link this to health, did you? You were just like, no, no, no. You heard about no, the animal side well, and like, the ethical you know, side, and you yeah. were like, actually, I might give it a try. And then I, you didn't tell me. And then all of a sudden, two or three months later, you've messaged me and said, mate, yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been vegan. The only thing I've had is a bit of milk in a tea by accident. Yeah, yeah. You said yeah. that every, is it every year you get a checkup. Yeah, so. Information. Um, well, it was like um, every three years, and now it's like every year I have another colonoscopy. Yeah, just five to check years, everything going off. Yeah, yeah. So, years. well, now like like it's a repeat thing, you know, every year. But what I had was um, was inflammation, basically above, you know, the anus and into like what, you know, into the colon. What yeah. I've got left. Um, was, you know, inflammation, which I'm on suppository tablets to reduce the inflammation. Because I'm out the, um, you know, I'm out the woods, should we say, of bowel cancer. But what I am now, that inflammation, what I've, well, slash got and kind of got better through having this, uh, like a vegan, you know, lifestyle, uh, I can still get cancer, but in my anus. So we've got to keep checking that's fine and everything like that. So it's still putting me in a high percentage bracket. Mm. I can still have cancer. Well, yeah. I suppose anyone can have cancer, but there's a huge risk in the back passage now. So we've yeah. got to keep close. But So from when I had the operation, I was 20, I believe. So actually it's 12 years since I had my operation. Yeah. Um, I last had a colonoscopy, I think it was about two months ago. And I said the inflammation's got like, well, it's you know a lot better uh, if not gone away, so so from eating meat, you know all my life, cut out milk first was uh, was April, then I kind of cut meat out but still ate a bit of fish, then kind of went uh, you know vegan. It's uh, AIDS got rid of um, the lump in my breast, uh, you know my nipple, so that was gone. The gonococcus is gone, and now it reduced all, or if not all, the inflammation in the anus. So for the first time in 12 years, because it's yeah, been 12 yeah, years yeah. since you were 20, it's the first test that's shown up that yeah, yeah, didn't have information yeah. in, in, the, in the back yeah, passage. Yeah, and that's just me doing it, well, cutting milk out since April. Yeah. And uh, vegan, I don't know, is it four five months from the so, so it's May, June, July, August, September, so it's October, so it's five or six months yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I ain't just saying it, you look better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, like, you, like, you know, look, I feel better. I don't feel you, you look like healthy, slow man. and sluggish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. So, so it's funnily enough. I don't. I've, I have mentioned this before. I had gyno, but this was from taking like test boosters when I was younger to try and get big. You know what yeah, I mean? When yeah, I was like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, 
the pain was mad. Um, and I, I think it was four or five years I had it, flew to Poland, chopped them out, and I still had pain with the tissue that was left in. Got you, got you, yeah. And they go on about soy and they go on about all these myths about vegan diet. Going, oh, you're right, um, that's you know, it, you know, you'll grow, yeah. you'll grow um, tits, tits, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Only when I give up. I don't know if it was dairy, I don't know if it was meat, I don't know, whatever, but the only thing I could eat to not have the pain was white fish. Salmon brought it back. Blimey. When I got rid of everything, which I did in the end anyway, the pain's just gone. Um, it's mad, isn't it? But do you, would you put it down to the, the dairy? Yeah, I'd say it's probably milk, uh, you know, more so. I mean, I never really drank a lot of milk. Like, I'd have it in tea and occasionally on cereals. You might need cereals. a lot, though, would you? You know what I mean? Well, well mm. exactly. But the thing is, it goes back to what you've been born with, in it. Like, mm. like, you know, your diet is whatever your parents eat. So, you know, you don't think of any difference. You just do it, don't you? So, like... Did... did, did these specialists that you've been seeing since you were seventeen, did not one of them no say no, to you this no is diets what you be never eating. been never been brought on the table. Um, <laughs> like you know, I brought it up with them when I had Crohn's and colitis. I said, well, what could affect it? And they said, Mark, listen, uh, someone we see can have a lettuce leaf and be bad, or someone can have an curry and be bad. You've you've got to work that out yourself because everyone could be different. And now you and are. I said, but what but what could trigger it? So you got, you know, we don't know. I was like, oh, sound. So, well, so surely so, inflammatory foods is just common sense that it well, didn't give you issues. Well, well yeah. So whenever commented on that, I don't know if they're obviously like you know hospitals, like prisons, we're all there to make money, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So if I can keep you in it and keep you in the loop, Mate, keep I went you to on medication. The other day, they got salami on the menu <laughs> and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so like you, it's almost that you get go there to get better, but then you know the feeding you that. Uh, I, I mean, I dread to think what's in uh, like cheap sausages and oh, dog sausages. It must man. be all lips and arseholes, and it? it must. Oh be, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it ain't like the best cuts. I mean, it's in a sausage for a reason. It. Episode seven, Sam on the boat. He'll tell you all about it from uh, <laughs> from uh, working in butchers. From, it's disgusting, man. But so you've. Uh, as if, man. So you've been plant-based for six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, like, you know, don't get me wrong, because obviously the wife, you know, still eats meat and whatever else. So yeah. it is a little bit trickier. Uh, just, you know what I mean, sort my tofu out and he'll cook and then I'll cook separately or she'll cook a bit and whatever else. But, I mean, it's not hard. Like, you know what I mean? I'm no chef yeah. by any means. But it's so easy to pick up. And you just flavour everything. Simple as that, there. Yeah. Tofu. Mate, just chuck oh, colours you know in the pan. Just, just get anything same. colourful. Yeah, just And just chuck in. it in a pan. I mean, what you could do to your missus is, I mean, would would she be open to getting off milk and having some... See, like, you know, the thing is, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I kind of have a joke, but she's the first one. Like, you know, like, obviously me shooting and whatever else. She's always the first one to say, oh, and crawl yeah, more. Like, I don't know if there's a spider, like, and, and, and you know, you think, oh, God, God, with him, and you just, you know what I mean, <laughs> whacking or a fly. No, 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 like, you, you know, you've got to open the window, you got to open the window. But now you've gone vegan. But, uh, but now it's like, like, you know, when she, like, eats chicken, I'll say, like, you know, like, you know what you're eating now, like, you know, it's a dead body. Like, you know, you consume in a graveyard. Like, you know, and laugh, like, try and like it. But, but that's where the hypocrite comes in, innit? I can say that, it. but we're not seeing... Obviously, the bigger picture. Yeah, it's nuts. It's mad. Like, but if if you could say to her, look, if you could just use soy milk in, instead of or oat milk instead of milk, so when she cooks like a curry or whatever, all you've got to do is whack a piece of tofu in the air fryer, 
chop it sound? up and sound? put it in the sauce while she has the chicken one. For oh, now, do you know what I mean? So that's the way around that, I think, is just to try try and get uh, onto the, the new milk and then you can then put your filler in then. Um, which, 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 you know, going on to soy milk or oat milk, to be honest... It's not really a big difference. It's sound. It? Soy milk's lovely. Oh, you know, if you get, I don't know, the sweetened or the unsweetened, to be honest, it's sound. I, I don't know why you'd yeah. not choose that anyway, but it's only what you know and you wouldn't buy it if you didn't know because there's obviously this, you know, big, big stigma about not eating meat. But what is the stigma? It's just not eating summers. Yeah. What what uh, I don't understand People why hate change, don't they? It's mad in it. Yeah, mate. What what would you say? Other than obviously you've had this less inflamed area of your body yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, has, yeah. has got better. Obviously, what did what did the what did the doctors say about that? Like, so what, have, you, have you told them about your new diet or did you? Um, just... You know, not so much because um, the person who told me was a nurse from because uh, ah. Uh, uh, when I last had a colonoscopy, I had an endoscopy as well at the same time. So the first procedure was a camera down my throat mm. and checking all down, obviously, the top end. Literally taking that out, laying on, you know, lying on my side, and then a colonoscopy took over. So I had, like, you know, a double whammy. Instead of just having one, I had two pretty much one after the other. I don't know what you did in the previous life, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was rough. I mean, the first endoscopy I had was only a month previous to that. Um... And um, well, I had to have another one because I thought I saw polyps further up in me, um, like my tonsils. Um, and there was a little, little bit of gastro... Is it gastroenteritis? <laughs> that, that was further up. Obviously, I've never had an endoscopy in my life until like two and a half months ago. So I had that. Then they tested me again like a month after and, and they said it was fine. Got, uh, the, the gastroenteritis had gone mm. but, uh, but the polyp they thought they'd saw in my tonsils turned out I had to go to Queen Elizabeth like three weeks ago I had to have a camera up my nose down the back of my throat to check and there was no polyp there so they got it wrong but they said that's normal because they're only seen for a split second while they take the camera out I think they've seen some and it turned out so I ain't got a polyp on me um I mean tonsils, so that's one good thing. But but like the gastroenteritis went away. I was like a month. So they did give me uh, like um, treatment for that, but that wouldn't have worked so quick. Mm. So I think with the vegan um, diet and whatever else, it's all helped mm. uh, and it's that's cleared up. So mm. so yeah. I, I can't believe that at not one point in the last thirteen years, uh, fifteen years. As someone not gone, don't eat these foods. And I'm not pointing that at meat. You know what I mean? I'm not. Saying, no, no, exactly. But just in surely, general. at some point, someone should have gone. You need to be eating, you know, clean foods, ones that are not gonna irritate your yeah, yeah, your your insides. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's just mad. But have you have you seen any other kind yeah, of health like, benefit? What what? How do you feel generally apart from that? Yeah, I don't feel like like you know um, sluggish, sluggish, you know, slow, idle. To, to be honest, a lot of the times I'd think, oh, you know, I really don't want to do it. Probably working nights probably done help, feeling a bit like knackered and whatever else. But to go from feeling like a bit sluggish to then feel like a you know feeling like I could run a marathon or whatever else. Obviously, I couldn't. But you know what I mean. That. Zipping about, I feel lighter on my feet, my skins. Right, me and you are going to run a marathon. Skins. That's it. That's, you just said that now and it's pissed me off. Me and you are going to run a marathon. I've done a half, let's do a full. 
you're all uh, you're all good to go. You're good to go. Raise um, money for Crohn's and colitis. Crohn's and colitis, or uh, or the other, other stammering things you've had. Foundation, really. They're like you know, stammering. A lot do stammering. Yeah. Uh, so like you know, whichever like you know, I don't yeah. know how much money I raise, but even if it's a quid, yeah. it's still a quid in it. Um, but um, you feel good. Yeah, I feel uh, good. Uh, like my skin uh, seems a lot better. I've never really been spotty. I said, I said that. But uh, just weeks, yeah, like that. you know, as a lad I work with, first thing he said to me is bloody, oh, your skin's sound in it now. I said, well, no, I've never really been spotty. He said, no, no, it's it's, it's flawless. And I laughed. And is that the vegan you just diet? Like you've just woke up. You know what I mean? You look you look fresh. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but now I feel you know much better for it. Um, mm. Like obviously, I, I mean, no one gives me stick for it. You know what I mean? Just say, oh, you know, Mark's vegan. Like my dad will have a laugh, and you know, my brother will say. Oh, but I said, listen, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? No, no there's no like stigma or nothing like that. I just laugh and say, oh, you'll feel you, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, like, you know, I never thought I'd have a vegan son just, just you know, having a you know having a joke about it, it you know, don't matter. You're but a weirdo because you don't want pig's ass. Uh, but things I said to my dad, because my dad's only got half of his large bowl because from a bowel cancer, they chopped half it off. So he has similar, going to the toilet, similar mm. to me. And I said, just, like, I ain't bothered if you, like, you know, I'm not going to be here and say, I oh, people shouldn't eat meat. Like, you know, it's, you know, for me, everyone's their own uh, person, you know, to a degree. I said, just cut milk out. It's simple, just cut milk out. You, you know, you wouldn't, um, like, you know, you wouldn't, um, you know, see any difference, really, to taste. So it's probably nicer than milk. I thought, I thought then you were going to say, you wouldn't put your head underneath a cow's teeth and start <laughs> sucking on his nipple. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah, but, but my old man's of that generation. You know, I mean, my old man's how old is he? 60? He loves the breast milk. 63, something yeah. like that. Right now, changing him now. He, no. He's large, whatever, yeah, whatever. Mm. But, he, he, you know, he'd benefit from it. But the other thing, going from like the toilet, I don't know, three times a day, yeah. I'm only going like once a day now. And the consistency of the toilet as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wow. to be fair, from the podcast, say, you know, one thing I believe in: if you're not sure about something, um, go in and argue against it, and then see how good your arguments are. And when he was firing questions at me, it was a different ball game because you think you know the answers before you on something like this. I'm like, uh, rubbed in headlights. Yeah. Um, like obviously, I knew about factory farming, but you kind of like most things we eat in this country have come from a factory farm. Mm, the fast, but but, uh, but like, I thought, well, freeing from a shooting thing, like we like game shooting, use game and whatever else. But then it wasn't until after the podcast to fall out. Can that sustain a whole country? Mm. Yeah, there's you know bird shot and whatever else. You, you know we've we've covered it, but I couldn't. Um, keep everyone in the country going just off game meat alone. So the only thing is to feed everyone would be to go vegan because mm. we, like, like the contradictory thing is we we feed the animals all this soy and all the all that thing, then eat them. We could just eat, bypass that, eat the stuff and there's enough to go around yeah. well, people, twofold. People, what it is, mate, well, it's, it's all hidden. It's all secret and it's all hidden. When do you ever see on the TV uh, pig cities... Um, no, no, no. These the CAFOs that, that McDonald's own, and they're, they're slaughtering like hundreds of thousands of pigs every day and keeping them in these. It's like you know cages; they can't even move. People, people will drive through Wales or wherever, and they'll see all these sheep, and they'll be like, "Fuck me, look at all these sheep!" But 
that's that's like a drip. Oh, Compa- that's a drip oh, compared yeah, to yeah, what's yeah. going look, on. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mad. Like you know, they're the lucky ones. Like yeah. if, if 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 and if, if one of them cows something... die, if one of them cows eats grass all their life and lives a good life and then dies, I don't give a shit. What I care about is the 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 ninety nine point nine percent. I mean, it's, like, it's you know, disgusting. Like, you know, the word like what, what I'd said a lot previous was kill it humanely or humanely. Really, there's not. Humane, like yes, you can show respect, or try and kill it as fast as way as possible. But it's still the fear of being loaded into carts, heat. But a lot of them die from heat exhaustion before even going there, don't they? A lot of them in different countries. Mm. Then you see, seeing, like you know, it's seeing like the gate go across. Next one, gate go across. I mean, they're witnessing it. I mean, like, like you know, I mean, worst thing ever, man. You know, I don't want to sound. uh, you know what's the word? Um, like you know, um, bringing up Jews or anything like that. But there's no difference of Holocaust mm. or really what goes on. Well, mate, listen to this. You know what I mean? If you mention the animal Holocaust, someone say, "Oh, you can't compare it to the Holocaust." There is a geezer. I forgot his name. He's a survivor of the Holocaust, and the reason that he's vegan is because it reminded him of what he went through. Yeah, like you, know, like, so, you know, like you know, you you know, like. Pending to not nice environment where there's like uh, well a lot of them will have sores on the body through obviously the excrement on the floor and it burns them doesn't it so obviously we're going through that then but you watch the slaughterhouse you know videos and whatever else and then I'm like being kicked about like 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 obviously they're going to die anyway but what uh, there's no kindness or nothing no no obviously you're going to kill them so but can you understand what I mean like like you'd think. Like, in an ideal world, before you look into it or whatever else, like there'd be, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, that respect. But people in slows, from what I've seen, just don't give a shit. It's a job. So if one ain't playing ball, they'll just kick it about. Or mm-hmm. it's mad in it. It's, like there's it's, no it's, compassion. Yeah. No, 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 nothing. You know what I mean? So, so, so obviously that was the um, thing. And the other thing was uh, I forgot his name. Now you'll have to. Uh, tell me about him, but it's that what's he called the greatest speech or something like that? Gary Yarovsky's yeah, greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on about most, obviously yeah. like you know religion or whatever else, and me like if you put um, you know a baby in a cot of an apple or a rabbit, you wouldn't just bite the rabbit; you'd go for the apple and yeah. stuff like. And you think, oh man, it's mad how yeah. I was did, so. Did, did you obviously you've, you you changed straight away? What was it specifically, and how fast did it happen? So. Was it was it the, was it the health side or was it the animal side? Because obviously we only spoke. We didn't. I didn't think we didn't speak about the health side, did we? we no, just, no, 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 no. I, I mean, know that I know that I planted a seed, man, and I knew that. Yeah, you I think of... like you know, it's mad, but the seed. To be fair, I mean, like I remember being on the telly, you know, uh, I'm watching it. Uh, the bloke off Dirty Sanchez, uh, Matt Pritchard, when when he went vegan, he had um, um, a show on the telly, and I thought, bloody hell, that stuff looks banging. To be fair, what he's doing, mm. I wouldn't. Uh, but I didn't know anyone who's vegan at the time, and for and and it just passes you by. And there was little things. Is it Joey Carbstrong as mm-hmm. well on thing? And I'd watch him, and I'd like, I'd, I'd like him, and be the debates. I'd think, oh, he's got a point here. He's got a point there. But you never, I, I never really, thought, oh, whatever. And you carry on with your life, don't you? And then, like when I knew you was doing, obviously, you know, the podcasts, and uh, and I thought, well. Like you know, I'll you know I'll challenge that because if because if you challenge it and you you know in some things where you can't answer, well obviously you're wrong and you got to accept it. Put your hands up and say actually this is thing you like you know what I mean. 
Like, like, like I'd argue before, yeah, but not every slaughterhouse would do that, or not everything does that. And when you break it down, oh, all right, fair enough. You don't want to believe it. I think that's another thing. You don't want to believe oh, no, it. No, 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 yeah, they, they just push it away. So activists have seen things that I'll probably never see. I've seen things that probably 90% of people will never see. So, yeah, and it's probably yeah. way, it's probably a thousand times worse than what I've seen and what the activists have seen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. so grim. It, it's, it's, it's a horror show, like, and yeah. if people saw it, like, you, you obviously went away and started watching it. Didn't oh, yeah, you? I mean, like, like, you've probably seen it because like, I've shared you know, it. I've never, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not really <clears throat> squeamish. I don't know if that's because being brought up doing shooting yeah, you've and been... since skinning rabbits. I was skinning rabbits at like 10 mm. um, and skinning them, well, obviously so... guts them, skin them. Um, same with pigeon. Same with everything. I've never been screaming. Um, never been, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, um, looked away or nothing like that, to be honest. Mm. And when I did work experience at the uh, kennels of the hunt, Obviously, to feed the hounds would be the fallen animals from farms, or if there's something wrong with them, would be put down. And so I'd be like, I don't know, a work experience where people would probably be in, I don't know, a phone shop or working in an office, something like that. I was in the slaughterhouse bit, um, mm. like, you know, skinning cows, horses, pulling the skin off an horse, feeding it to hounds. So I don't know if that, I don't know I'm I don't know if I'm like what's the word sensitized no what's desensitized the word desensitized to it. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know yeah but like but like knowing it goes on uh, obviously like these factory farms and whatever else but I think the reason why we don't want to like 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 free range eggs I mean that's a joke in it <laughs> free range eggs oh, have yeah. got like a little bit bigger than you know, one chicken shit on themselves. Mate, it, it, you know, it's murder. They're all on top of each other and the pump with that much stuff. They can't even walk. Mm. So they just, like most of them are bald, didn't they? Yeah. Because their feathers, uh, I mean, get pecked and, oh, it's horrendous. So when, when you say, oh, I'll go for free range eggs, I mean, your mole's not bother because it's, cause it's bullshit. It's, Mate, it's absolutely one bullshit. Scam, man. Um, but um, I've got, just, just before, um, oh, I can't remember what I was saying now. Um, but yeah, so there's these, you know, bits and bobs. So you started looking into it, and you realised this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I started looking well, mate, into we've, it. We've had far farmers come in the shop when, when I had the shop, and they'd be like, "Look," and you could see it in their eyes. It's like guilt. It's like they oh, can't, they can't yes, quite believe what what they used to do. Yeah, and it might yeah. be the same with you, where you've gone. You know, I've I've gone through all that, and it was nothing to me. Yeah. And now you've thought about it, and you've researched it, and you've gone. You know, like I was just born into that, and you can't blame somebody for being born. No, into no, it. yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, I ain't like from from being a kid. You know, I just uh, I'd do clay pigeon shooting now, so that's like the vegan. So I just shoot, and you just shoot. You know, the clay discs. Happy days, nothing gets hurt. So like, you know, don't really uh, anything what hurts really is your wallet having to pay yeah. for cartridges and whatever else. So, yeah. so you know, it's not the cheapest of sports to do, but uh, it was something I, I've always done. So mm. I followed it, but. Um, but the thing with farmers, and they don't want you to know the secrets, is because that's their livelihood, isn't it? Of course. That's what, that's what they do. Yeah. But the thing is, if they... Like, that's why there's a stigma around vegans, because they've created it, and the the, you know, the, the, the powers uh, behind it have created it, and it's meant to look make people look stupid. 
for, for not wanting to participate in it. Yeah, I think... When I... really, it's the other way around. So when people people are now obviously waking up to it and going, I'm going to be, why the fuck are you sticking your fist up that cow's arse? You know oh, I mean? yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you this know... Is, the... This is it now, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's going to yeah. be a long game. It's going to be a long game, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, probably, you know, things will change and little bits will change, but only where the money goes. Like, it's like now, like, different companies are doing vegan stuff just to cash in. Uh, but obviously, it's good for people who are vegan and more choice, but they're doing it, you know, following where the pound note goes in it. Oh, yeah, but, a lot of these um, companies ain't going to be vegan, but, but the demand's the demand, innit? But, I mean, obviously, like, places like Wales is a livelihood for, like, you know, the sheep or the lamb and whatever else. But, but where it's not hilly country... Like, like you know, to you know, from what I believe, the you know the prices and whatever else, you know, the farmer don't actually get that much money for the produce that happens. So it's all made after the farmer anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's people's livelihoods. So you can say, well, well, if I got you know unemployed, that's that's what I am. But obviously, it'll it will stay as long as people are making money. It'll still go on, won't it? Mm-hmm. Um. Chances of you ever going back? Yeah, no, I mean, like, not at the minute. Like, well, that's a not, No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, not at the minute, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm feeling the benefits, so I don't know why I'd go back, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but no, um, at the minute, happy days, and I'm just doing what I'm mm. doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not thinking about me. To be honest, I've never missed meat. I've never missed eating meat. But if you can find out, because let's face it, not everyone eats hundred percent healthy. I eat a bit of shit on the weekend. I might have a Tuesday night where I have this. Uh, so if you can find out, rice man, what's <laughs> better? Yeah. If you can, it's basic. If you if you're not missing it and you want to eat whole foods buzzing, like that's 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 the one. But yeah. if you can find out which one of these burgers or you oh, know, like, the, you know, you know tried, these meats, uh, if you can find out which ones are suitable and you know they don't upset you. Yeah, yeah, Mate, yeah. You're laughing then, and then you're like, oh, I can have one of them on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? Or yeah. I can wake up on a Sunday morning and have a, a fake and sandwich, do you know what I mean? And that, that'll help you. But yeah, like, you know, I did try like that, you, you know, that, uh, you know, stuff, what looks like bacon. Uh, pardon me. Um, and uh, yeah, it was sound. What 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 does affect me is like the fake mints. You know, that one, uh, that didn't suit me. But I tried mm. one of them uh, Beyond Burgers. Is that what? Mm. Garrett, uh, I don't know. Is it Gareth Gates? <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not Gareth Gates. Um, that's what Bill Gates yeah. coming in it beyond yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. What, you know, went to Weatherspoons of a Missy Slog, and I thought, oh, I'll give one. Mate, it's sound. He doesn't want to kill you. He's just invested because he knows where the future is, and right, he's yeah, just going to pump yeah. loads of money into it and get loads back. That's why he's a billionaire. That's why he's rich. That's why I'm that's not it, rich. That's it, that's you it. know what I mean? That's and it. But that's, now, that's just um, the way it is. now, like, there's so many different options, and to be fair, I've never ate so much. Like you know, in general. Which is mad, like really, like yeah, yeah. mate, you're looking like, you good, know, mate. Um, and it it makes me happy. Like I've told everyone about this. You know what I mean? Like, when when you come to me after two months and was like, I was like, what the fuck? I, I just didn't yeah, expect yeah. it, man. Oh yeah, I mean, my health's it's, good, you know, rocky, but mate, yeah, I, I've only started helping you as well the last two months. With oh yeah, exactly. Stuff. You know, do me a you know a plan and what else. Obviously, it's paused at the minute because obviously I think yeah, yeah. I've uh, you know got another hernia, uh, so I've got to. Get that looked at, scanned. And right, don't worry about physical activity gone. for now. Just walk, but, um, get your diet, keep, yeah, it, keep doing keep what you're doing. Keep me doing. Don't worry about lifting weights. That's upset you. Um, and just, just, yeah, just keep experimenting, man. But now, like, you know, you'll start eating things that you never thought you would. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you'll start, yeah, you'll start playing around with stuff and just keep following the page, looking for the stuff. And be nice. It's made, it's made my year, man, because 
I've had a shit year and just even your story like and how he's helped you and Oh yeah, like um, it's just a win all round, and it? it's, it's yeah, it's, definitely, definitely. And you know, YouTube's a cracking tool because um, looking, there was a lot of you know stuff on Crohn's and colitis and vegan, and uh, I can't remember what it was, but one of the quotes, you know, you know <laughs> I try and say that that uh, stammering and buggering it up, but it's some like um, something on the lines of um, your genetics loads of bullets. But then you died, fires a gun. Oh, yeah, I murdered it. Yes, and yes, lifestyle, yeah, lifestyle yeah. pulls the trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, and I thought, oh, there's someone in it. There's some like, vegan stuff I've watched, and like people have like suffered with heart attacks, and they have like a bit of fruit and veg, and uh, they ain't got heart disease anymore. I thought, Jesus Christ, how far fetched. But I've, but yeah. actually, doing what I've done and how quick. Yeah. The health's turned around to me. I thought, you know, there's some bloody in this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's got to be. Cause... I mean it when I say you look better. You, know, you look all right, right anyway, you know, you know what I mean? But you, you, you look, look so you look like you've just slept for, you know, for 20 right. hours and woke up <laughs> and just, just your skin, you, you know what I mean, your energy, your, yeah, you yeah, just look yeah. better, man. You look you know, fitter, you look healthier. Um, and It's looking good for the future, mate, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just happy that you've... You've done but, it, and um, um, and I, it's, I just never even, I never expected it. I never even told you to do it. I, I no, no, said, no. Like, it's let, when, when, when I was going, oh, do you think you'll try it? Do you think you'll set a challenge? Yeah, I was going. Like, no, I, I just yeah. thought I was just going to leave here and and never, yeah, no, never no, talk no. Again, so. Yeah, like you know, I didn't say nothing to no one really. I just thought, well, I'll just keep Class. trying bits, trying food. Yeah. I what what's, right, what, what have so. you enjoyed the most? What what kind of foods? Because uh, you, you you develop a taste, don't you? you there's there's you, you kind of. You get off the addiction and the cravings to all the shit that you used yeah, to eat. Yeah, like, to be fair, it's just flavouring. Like, you know, like I said, I'm pretty much living on tofu, rice, mm. um, like doing like one huel, uh protein shake mm. and, um, you know, porridge. Uh, instead of, um, you know, sugar having like peanut butter in it and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Um, is it, oh, I always get it wrong, is it flax seeds? Flaxseed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lamping them either in the shake, which can be a bit rough because, you know, if it ain't mixed properly. Yeah, you, know, you got to grind yeah. it, man. Don't but, forget, uh, you can have all these, you can still have wheat, a big shredded wheat. Yeah, 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 shredded wheat. Yeah, things yeah, like scrambled tofu on a morning. Yeah. Uh, Give it a blast, man. Yeah, to be fair, what I've been doing is like cutting it in like lumps, like either in cubes, yeah. which cutting it like as if you would like a loaf of bread almost. Yeah. Um, seasoning it, like lamping it in the air fryer. Um, Mate, you don't understand how happy this makes me, man. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do this all day, every day for a but, living, man, and it's class to it. The thing is, you got no, like, uh, going from when, you know, you, you had your brother Joe on, and he said he just couldn't be arsed with a mess and, like, the congealed <laughs> and little goo and stuff Lazy like that. Pretty. Yeah, it's mad. Like, how, like how you can just have everything in the same frying pan. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just happy days. It's just, you know yeah, what I mean? When you yeah. say you ain't got time for it, Mate, I haven't washed Mate, up. Time. I haven't washed up for two years. Well, I said you got no time for it. Yeah, you do probably bigger batches to make it last because you can't kind of just like, well, I'll just have chicken. Yeah, I've just got. Yeah, you've got a somewhat plan, but it ain't like hours and hours and hours and hours. It's literally mm. like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if it's you can't, time. if you haven't got time, just wake up a little bit earlier. Yeah. Or if you if you got kids, well, well, I've got one five and one ten. You know, kids, my oldest is ten, yeah. me, me, me boy's five. So, like you know, I've. Been rushed. You <laughs> know yeah, what I mean? But it doesn't think, well, I ain't got time for it. You just make time. It's like yeah. going to the gym and it, you yeah. say you ain't got time. Well, you have. Well, Get don't, but well, don't watch the telly for an hour. Yeah. 
Oh. And, and things last as well, man. So, oh yeah, like in Boston. I, I eyed and... up a few berries earlier, man, and they was covered in mold, and I was like, they've been there for a good nine and a half days, and I'm gonna try and pick out. Yeah. So, now, nah, but you, you, like meals in the fridge, but... man, like everything is just it's just battery season. And like, say, once you do your prep, once you get your prep right, and you go to the uh, the you go to Aldi or Tesco or whatever, oh, and like and you it... buy everything, you get everything ready, it's fine. Yeah, when they say it's expensive, mm. uh, I I don't know where that. Where that lies, where the expensive. Right, that say anything, man, because I, I mean, like if you go shopping and buy like I don't know like, loads of rubbish as well, but if you have like chicken and whatever else and meat, well, like you know that it goes like I don't know what five and six quid for like chicken drummers mm. or something like that, where there's not hardly any meat on them. Yeah. You're paying like six and seven quid for them. Yeah. Where like tofu, most of the time it's reduced because no one will buy it because no no one everyone's vegan. So you just like you know the, the other thing if you go to Tesco. Like the one, you know, Dudley or whatever else. Everything in the reduce section is all vegan, so you just clear up. Mm, that's it. <laughs> Everything's like 20p, sound. That's it. I, I, I Moldy think. strawberries, bit of nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Class. You know, champion, but like, you know, like, you know, because in the beginning I'm not doing this. So if people feel sorry for me, I want people, if they're going through similar, think, you know, like, you know, it's a bit of help, really. Mm. Like, like, whether, like, 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 anything I mentioned, I don't know if you're going. If you if you're at school and you got a stammer, you work you got a stammer, or if you suffer Crohn's or colitis, even um, irritable bowel syndrome or anything like that, nothing's uh, not curable. If that makes mm. sense, mm. like obviously to a degree, like but if you can get anything what you've diet, been yeah, yeah, exactly. You just gotta just. And the other thing is, don't keep looking ten years and in, in, just focus on present. Mm. Because don't worry about what's happened in the past. Just focus on now. Too many people are in the future, man. Yeah. Worrying what could happen. I mean, like you know what I mean. Just focus on now and yeah. You know you're going. Mate, you've been through the ringer, man, and you got you got people moaning about shit sometimes, mate. Um, well, like, like you know, like you know, we all get fed up. You're and, strong, man. You're strong, and you've come through it. And I'm just glad this is just like an extra, an extra stepping stone yeah, for you, man. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Class, mate. Really, you know, yeah. It's good to just. Uh, you know, talk about it. Cause mad, I, I really spoke about it. I've, I've, I've said like a few tales to people and said, "Oh, bloody hell, this has happened." That happened. But to but go no from one knows one the, step the, to step, the depth no, of no, it, man. no, 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 no. And, and 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 quickly going back to it, it's not just so. When you're young, it's almost a shame of like getting your body out. What people are going to think? I mean, like I remember one tale. You know, I did tell you, but I'll quickly tell you. It was one of the first colonoscopies I had. I remember going into the thinking I was going into the room where it'd be like the nurse doing it, uh, well the, the assistant and like the person who does the colonoscopies. And I walked in and there's all uh, medical students. There's probably about twenty people in there, males, females, and there's me in this uh, dressing gown. Well, actually, uh, um, for gear summit at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital called Moon Pants. I don't know if I got them anywhere else in the country. Basically, the blue paper. Uh, trousers with a flap at the back or they lift up to obviously do the procedure see where these blue paper sh- uh, trousers you got one uh, dressing gown at the back here one at the front here to, to obviously to keep your modesty low and then having to take that off in a room full of people all watching me like you know I'm an airy bloke you know what I mean so here's me with my airy arse getting on a bed where you know my plums are hanging out you know my testicles are falling out I'm thinking oh Jesus Christ I have a bloody uh, floor swallows me here and there's 15 and, students and, watching uh, <laughs> pushing my lube thing up and whoop and then it, oh Jesus Christ Ben you've just got but now it's like it's like everyday occurrence I ain't bothered but what, mm. what I'm saying don't be scared of going to the hospital whatever you're suffering from don't 
hide it because like down be like my uncle Dave who put his head in his sand mm. and now he's dead mm. and now he's dead for a long time mm. just go get get sorted no matter what you go through colonoscopies who worry about listen I've seen me the transition like a few people probably have as well or loved ones who've died of cancer you've seen a man who's fully fit happy days then slowly become a skeleton every mm. time you see him to a point where you can't have his wedding rings on because they fall off him. And like Uncle Dave, like uh, in some ways, I'm glad I saw him at the end, but in some ways I don't because when I think of him, I see yes. him in that bed, yeah. not what he was when, because he was a fisherman and then he'd give it up and become a shooter, so we all yeah. shot together, like, you know. So, like, you know, it's mad from seeing a man who's big, strong bloke to... Mm. Basically, a skeleton is like, fucking hell. Top words, Mark. So, Roman. always go, don't worry about what people think. They've seen a million arses, these colonoscopy people. They've, they've heard all the, the noises, smelt all the smells. They've seen yours 900,000 times. <laughs> they've, they've seen me, like, you know what I mean? Um, don't bat an eye. Your health's the most important thing, because your health's your wealth. Quality, man. Wise words from the Marco, man. Legend of the game, mate. Cheers. Thanks. That's a mad story, man. And um, I'm glad you're well. And I'm like, so I'm glad this yeah, is Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, thank you for having me on for the second Class, uh, mate. You know, really, time. Appreciate it. Really good chat, man. Marco, we carry on from here. We eat good food. We move. Yes, mate, definitely. And we stay active. And, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing where it leads, mate. Cheers, mate. And Jubilee, mate. see you soon.